0: Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. We thank God for the sweet, sweet spirit that is in this place, and we know uh, beyond the shadow of a doubt that it is the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Amen? Amen. Well, last week we talked about an appetite for God. (laughs) Last week, we talked about an appetite for God. And um, today we want to talk about a sweet tooth for the Word of God. Um, I have a very dear friend, his name is Dr. Charlie Walker. And whenever he talks about the Word of God, he likes to use the word, he prefaces it by saying, and for dessert, I want to quote so-and-so and And I want you to look at this sermon, this uh, passage of scripture as uh, dessert. You know, I'm convinced that the Psalmist, the Psalmist was a foodie, uh, that David was a foodie because whenever you read the Psalms, he's always talking about food, he used the word taste a lot and sweet a lot. So I'm convinced that David was a foodie. So when we get to heaven, you know, it's one of the things I want to ask David, you know, David had a camera. He probably been taking pictures and putting it on Instagram or Facebook. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. I want to sing a little bit of uh, the song, There's a Sweet, Sweet Spirit in this place, uh, just to kind of set the tone for,
1: For this sermon, there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place, and I know that it's the spirit of the Lord. There's a sweet expression, let us sing together, on each face, and I know that it's the presence of the Lord, sweet Holy Spirit. Sweet heavenly dove, stay right here with us, filling us with your love. And for these blessings we lift our hearts in praise, without a doubt we'll know that we have been revived. When we shall leave this place. Amen. Give
0: yourselves a hand. Amen. I want to call your attention to Psalm 119 verses 103 and 108. It's in your pew Bible on page 495. Let us stand for the public reading of Scripture. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteous ordinances. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. Amen. You may be seated. This is the word of God. Amen. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord lasts forever. I want to also read Eugene Peterson's translation, the math, the message. And uh, I've also integrated the Paul translation into it as well. Now Paul stands for Pastor Aaron Williams. There's nothing special about it, it's just Pastor Aaron Williams, amen? Amen. Uh, The message says, your words are so choice, so tasty. I prefer them to the best home cooking. With your instruction, I understand life in all its fullness. That's why I hate every false way. By your words, I can see where I'm headed. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. Your words have given me clarity of mind, and they keep me from stumbling in the dark and wandering in the valley. I've committed myself to your way, O Lord, and I'll never turn back from living by your righteous order. There are times when I feel like everything's falling apart on me. God, put me together again with your word. Festoon me. With your finest sayings, God, draw me nearer to you and teach me your holy rules. Amen. 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 You know, one of the things I, I, I want to highlight in this passage, you know, one. Some writers said that, that it was David that uh, wrote this this Psalm. Some say it was Ezra because of his commitment to the Torah. Well, whoever it was, they had a sweet tooth for the Word of God. And there's such intimacy in, in the words of the Psalmist that it's clear that He's guiding us, he's guiding his hearers or his readers into a more intimate relationship with Jesus Christ to such an extent he wants us to come to the conclusion of the sweetness of the Word of God and the sweetness of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So I want to preface my my first point by saying that we we are called to surrender to the sweetness of the word. Now, the big idea in this passage is that God gives us spiritual vitality to those who surrender to the sweetness of his word. Look at what he says in verse 103 and 104. He says, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. First thing we see the psalmist saying is that we're uh, we called to surrender to the sweetness of God's word. But There's an underlying tension in this text that I want to Talk about first before we get any deeper. And, uh, and I, I, I would venture to say that the ultimate goal of every Christian is not to be full of yourself, but to be full of Him. To be full of Him. The ultimate goal of every, every Christian is not to be full of yourself, but to be full of Him. The tension in this text and throughout Psalm 119, there's, there's this tension between the sovereign God versus the sovereign self. And there's always this tension, but the psalmist leads us to give way to the sovereign God. But there's a caveat to that. To give way to the sovereign God, it requires humility. It requires humble-mindedness. And through humility comes heart change, head change, and most importantly, life change. You see, the only thing that doesn't need to change is that which is perfect. And I don't think there are any perfect people in the audience today, amen? Amen. amen. Uh, the last time I checked the think the only person I, that I that I have come to the conclusion that is perfect is Jesus Christ. He had no need to change because he was perfect, he was whole, he was complete. But this, it also requires a sweet surrender to the word of God, to the word, to his will, and to the ways of God. But I would suspect that sometimes in all of our lives there are mental obstacles that we have that's rooted in fear and sometimes rooted in pride. And if the truth be told, we really think that we're smarter than God. Uh, But let me ask you a few questions. Have you created your own universe yet? Have you raised anyone from the dead yet? Have you turned water into wine? Give me a call when you start walking on water as brilliant and as gifted as you are, you and I will never be sovereign. We will never be God. The psalmist says in so many words, Lord, I'm convinced that you are sovereign, that you are sovereign and I'm not. I'm convinced Lord that there is a way that seems right to a person, but its end is the way of death. Proverbs 14, 12. I'm convinced Lord that when the sovereign self surrenders to the sovereign Lord, we find out the sweetness, we discover the sweetness of God's word but also the sweetness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So why should we surrender? I'm glad you asked that question. The psalmist seems to be saying that God gives us wisdom and understanding when we surrender. He gives us wisdom and understanding. Now, last week we talked about this word taste, that taste is the spark of an appetite. And when we taste something for the very first time, uh, it will determine whether we will develop or cultivate an appetite for that particular thing that satisfies our taste. The psalmist is saying, I want you to experience the, the taste of the Word of God and he compares it. He says, the sweetest thing that he could think of was honey. He said, it's sweeter than honey to my mouth. So we should surrender to the word of God because God gives us wisdom, he gives us insight, he gives us understanding. We should also surrender because God gives us spiritual stamina when things in life get tough. He gives us stamina. He gives us the ability to to go through it. He doesn't always bail us out of everything that we go through, but he gives us the spiritual stamina, stamina, the fortitude to go through that thing. First Peter 5, 5 and 6 says, God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. So we, we should always assume a posture of of humility if we want to be perpetual recipients of God's grace. But here's the thing brothers and sisters, through the sweetness of his word, he gives us discernment, that is the ability to detect truth from error. And that's why the psalmist says in 104, through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way there are some false ways out there. There are some ways that, that sometimes uh, uh, we, we tend to listen to that voice, that false way more than the true way through the word of God, through the sweetness of God's word. And so the psalmist says, I hate every false way. Some false ways in our world. And we, the reason we We look to the Word of God because we want to know the true way. Proverbs 3, 4, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. The the emphasis there is that our understanding is distorted because of the noetic effects of sin that our understanding, we don't always see things very clearly. That's why we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves and the way we think. But he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding, and he will direct your path. God has a clear understanding. His ways are higher than our ways. He's been to the future and back. He knows which way to turn. He knows which way to go. And the psalmist says, I I want you to reject every false way and allow the lens of God's word to guide you in the right direction. Dr. Paul Brand talks about the intimacy of taste in his book, called the forever feast. He writes, taste includes smell, but it's more intimate. We can't know God entirely by the distant senses of sight and hearing. We have to receive him into ourselves before we can know his sweetness. His aroma may tantalize, but the taste involves an intimate commitment to him. So, Brand is, Dr. Brand is saying that taste is the most intimate way to experience God. You know, whenever we put something in our mouth, it, it's, it's really, it's the most intimate opening of our, of, of our body that when we put something in our mouth, it, it, it depicts that we trust it uh, and, and that we're willing to take the risk to, to taste it and it depicts intimacy. And so the psalmist says, I I put your word into my mouth, as as Eugene Peterson wrote wrote a book called Eat the Book, which implies that God wants us to digest, to take in his word because it provides spiritual sustenance and spiritual vitality. But I want to highlight something that Dr. Paul Brand uh, is saying here. I want to highlight this phrase, we have to receive him into ourselves before we can know his sweetness. We have to receive him into ourselves, before we can know His sweetness. Jesus said in John 15:7, "If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you." John 15:7 implies intimacy, if we, if, if we abide in Jesus and Jesus abides in us, that means we have settled down with Jesus. And that means that we are in a intimate relationship with Jesus. And when, when we're in an re- intimate relationship with Jesus, we talk to him, uh, we, have, we, we pray to him, and Jesus and you, you and I, Jesus and, and I are on the same wavelength. We are thinking the same thoughts because he's abiding in me and I'm abiding in him. And that way, when we pray, we're on the same wavelength with Jesus. And Jesus says, consider it done. Consider it done. This is what Dr. Brand is, is getting at when we receive him into ourselves. Uh, we have to receive him, him into ourselves before we can know his sweetness, his sweetness. You know, every, um, every now and then, my wife and I, we, every, we, we go to candy shops. She likes to go to candy shops, and she has her favorite candy. And, uh, and if the truth be told, I have my favorite candy as well. But we, we, whenever we walk through the mall or walk anywhere and there's a candy shop, it grabs our attention. And whenever we go to that candy shop, we pick our favorite candy. And, and for that moment when we buy that candy and we taste that, the sweetness of that candy, uh, we forget about everything else. For that short moment, uh, we forget about where we were, amen, somebody. We forget about uh, uh, where we have to go, we we forget about everything and we just relax and and enjoy the sweetness of that particular candy that we like so much. Well, the same is the case with Jesus Christ. We taste the sweetness of God, the sweetness of his word. We, we, we forget about our problems because God is greater than our problems. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We forget about the, 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 the temporary things of life when we focus on the sweetness of Jesus Christ. This is what Dr. Brand is saying. This is what Jesus is saying in John 15 and 7. We have to receive him into ourselves before we can know his sweetness. But not only that, not only that is he calling us to surrender to the sweetness of God's word, but to, res- to surrender to the guidance of his word. Look at what he says in 105, First 105, he says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So the psalmist uses another Im- imagery, he, use, he uses honey, but now he's using another image. He's saying that, he's saying here that the Word of God is a flashlight to, for my dark path. Uh, that the Word of God is able to shine a, a, a light in my, in my area where I need direction, I need guidance. When I feel like I'm in a dark situation, when I feel like I'm in a dark moment when I turn to the Word of God, it sheds light on that situation. It sheds light on whatever I'm going through, whenever I look to the Word of God and open it up. That's what the psalmist is reminding us. It, It seems to me that he's in a dark situation. That's why he says, I hate every false way. It seems to me the psalmist is in a dark situation in 107. He says, I'm severely afflicted. Give me life, O oh Lord, according to your word. Uh, he, it seems like he's in a dark situation. Eugene Peterson says that there are times when I feel like everything's falling apart on me, God. Put me together again with your word. The word of God is the spiritual glue that holds our lives together. And when we feel like life is falling apart, mama can't put you you back together, your dad can't put you back together, your job can't put you back together, but God himself has promised to hold everything together when life seems like it's falling apart. Amen? Amen, don't y'all go to sleep on me now. Let me, let me, let me get through this. I want you to stay with me on this, amen? All right. All right. So he said, surrender to the guidance of his word. We would do well to pray daily certain prayers of the saints who cultivated spiritual intimacy. One such saint is St. Patrick in the fourth century. Listen to his prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, today surround me with thy might. Before, behind, on the left and right, be thou in breadth, in length, in height, direct and control the minds of all who think on me, the lips of all who speak to me, the eyes of all who look on me. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth of friend and stranger." It seems like St. Patrick has covered all the bases, amen? He wants to be directed. He wants to be guided. And we would do well to pray this prayer. Sometimes life can be so overwhelming. We want Jesus to to take up residence in our lives and say, Christ, be behind me, before me, and beside me. This is what it means to surrender to the guidance of his word. God has been to the future and back, and He wants us to trust that He has better vision than we do, that He has 2020 vision, that he, he can see much further than we can. But also the psalmist wants to direct us to a deeper level of intimacy. Look at what he says here in, 106 to 108, he really encourages us to delight, to delight in the sweetness of his word. Not only just surrender, but to delight in it. What he says in 106 to 108, he says, I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteous ordinances. In other words, he says, I'm going to put my weight down, Lord, on what you said in your word. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord. He he recognizes the, the reality of the situation that he's in, but yet he looks and keeps his focus on the Lord. He says, according to your word. And 108 says, accept my offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. He says, I'm willing, Lord, to sit under your tutelage. I'm willing to to sit under the the teaching of your word to guide me through this situation, but most importantly, to delight in the sweetness of his word. Now last week we talked about the the taste, uh, 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 a tasty Christian. Uh, Dr. Tim Dearborn talks about being a tasty Christian. I came up with this idea of the marks of a tasty Christian, that in the life of a tasty Christian, first of all, tasty Christian delights always leads to devotion. God's word always invokes worship and prayer and praise always leads to intimacy. Let me say that again, delight always leads to devotion. When we delight in something, when something is, is, is we, when we re- really love it and we have a craving for it, we become devoted to that which we take delight in. Whether it's sweets, whether it's a relationship, and here in this case, it's our relationship to the word, the living word and the written word that delight always leads to devotion. When you're delighted in something, you're devoted to it. And if you're delighted in Jesus Christ, if you're delighted in his word, there's a devotion to it. There's a, 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 a commitment to a daily intake of the word of God. But then also God's word always invokes worship. When we open up the Word of God and we really delight in it, it invokes a sense of worship. We begin to focus on God because His Word always points to Him. The Bible is a hymn book. It's all about Him. And when we read the Bible, it's always focusing on God. And so God's Word always invokes worship. Last but not least, prayer and praise always leads to intimacy. Prayer is having a conversation with God. Praise is is praising and thanking God and and adoring God. But I've discovered that when I pray, as the songwriter says, When I have a little talk with Jesus and I tell him all about my troubles, he will hear my faintest cry. He will answer by and by. When we pray to God, when we get down on our knees and we cast our cares upon him because we know that he cares for us, uh, when we get up from our knees, we find that our burdens are a little bit lighter because we've had. A talk with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And then not only do, do we pray, but we praise God and praise always leads to a deeper level of intimacy. So I want to, I want to encourage you today, don't give up praying. Don't give up praising God. Uh, don't give up uh, reading and studying God's Word. Don't give up delighting in the Word of God, in the sweetness Of his word because he is sweet, I know. God has called us to be not bitter Christians, not sour Christians, but tasty Christians. If there's something in your life that's causing bitterness, if there's jealousy, there's hatred, unforgiveness, whatever in your life is causing you to be a bitter Christian, turn it over to Jesus, deal with it. Allow Jesus to walk you through that hatred, to walk you through that bitterness and and turn it over to him. Let him absorb that from your spirit so that you can be a tasty Christian and relish in the sweetness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No, every now and then my, when my wife and I, we go to the mall, there's a food court. In that food court, there are restaurants around the court and there are always people waiting behind the table, waiting for someone to come uh, to try whatever they're offering. But every now and then that's one person who has a tray and he has, he or she has, samples of what's behind the table. And it usually has a little toothpick in it and, and they're right usually where you walk through the door. And so that person, that, that restaurant has decided to send a representative through by the entrance of the door so that when you walk through the door, they invite you to taste the sample of what's behind the counter. They invite us. Likewise, brothers and sisters, Jesus wants us to be just like that person who's at the door. He wants us to get uh, behind the four walls of the church, to get outside, to get into our neighborhoods, uh, on our jobs, and to be samples of the joy that is in Jesus, of the hope, of the peace, of the encouragement, of the mercy, of the grace that is in Jesus Christ. Because we, God has called us to be samples of his grace, the samples of his love, samples of his hope, samples of his mercy. So when people take a bite out of you in a good way, amen somebody, but when they take a bite out of you, then they want to ask, where did you get that joy from? Where did you get that hope from? And you get a chance to tell them that person in your neighborhood, that person on your job, wherever you are, you get a chance to tell them, let me show you that's more than where that comes from. Let me introduce you to Jesus. Let me introduce you to the one who's sweeter than honey on a honeycomb. Let me let me introduce you to the sweetness of, of Jesus Christ. Let me introduce you to the one I'm in an intimate relationship with. God has called us to be tasty Christians, brothers and sisters. Wherever we find ourselves, keep in mind that there are samples within us and every situation calls us to to rise to the level where those samples become a a way by which we introduce somebody to the sweetness of Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you today to delight in the Word of God to lighten in the sweetness of his word, to surrender to the guidance of his word, but also to surrender to the sweetness of God's word. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank you for the, the samples that you have placed within us. And Lord, we pray that you would help us, Lord, to live in such a way. Those with whom, with whom we live with, those within our neighborhood, those within, on our jobs, we get a sample of the sweetness of who you are. Lord, let us not be bitter or sour, but help us, Lord, to be sweet like you, Lord, so that people can know you in the beauty of your holiness. Lord, whether somebody is on the radio or online or in this room, we know, Lord, that you are drawing them to yourself that they might taste and see that you are good. Would you make it crystal clear to them that you are drawing them to yourself to say yes to you, that I want to follow Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.